Hey folks, you know how we do. No picture of the dark is live in Miami. You know, uh, you know how to come. Miami is for something very important. And you know I make this trip to it's Art Basel, Basel, whatever y'all want to call it. But I'm down here for a boss, entrepreneur who is doing amazing things. And I can't wait for me to introduce you guys to him. Be right back after these messages. We made a pledge to do what's best for the health of our communities. And we continue to deliver on it every day for every one of our members. With access to a network of over 1 million providers, rewards for living healthy, and more care options than ever, we are Care First Blue Cross Blue Shield, and we are changing healthcare for all that we serve. At Care First, it's not just our name, it's our promise. Welcome to the No Picks of the Dark Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. I told you I think I'm nothing but the heavy hitters. I'm here in South Beach having a great time, and guess what? I got a heavy hitter here. And this guy is doing big things all across the world. Mr. Gary Kwashi. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's going on, my man? Good, bro. How you feeling? I'm well, man. I'm well. I'm well. Thanks for coming out of Miami, of course. Thanks for carving out time for us to, for us to have a conversation. Hey, you're busy. So I just wanted <laughs> to fit in your schedule. I love it. You are a CEO. You're a founder. Tell people what you, you're in so many great things. I don't want to, I want to give you your flowers. Tell me, tell me everything you're in. No, absolutely, my man. Um, First of all, Gary Kwashi, uh, born and raised in Haiti, uh, moved to the States when I was 16. I learned English at 18. Um, and then, uh, of course, went on to college. I studied overseas for a little bit. Went to I studied international business. Um, went to school, uh, Regents College in London. Did three months in Paris and then came back and I really got into the marketing field. Um, but uh, both my parents are entrepreneurs. I can literally recall my dad only had like one job that was like a quote unquote nine to five uh, my entire life. But for the most part, all I know is like my dad was always like an entrepreneur moving and shaking and getting his hands in different things. So that sort of really instilled in, in an entrepreneurial spirit within me. So I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. So even when I had a nine to five, I was a corporate guy. A good friend of mine, Steve Canal, coined the the word corporatepreneur. So even though you work in corporate, like you really you really an entrepreneur. Um so I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. So that being said, um I've always had that in me and been in corporate for a total of eighteen years. And um, you know, then five years five years ago, six more like six years ago, I realized that there was a gap in the market space as far as podcasting is concerned. I saw podcasts becoming a viable medium and emerging format for both brands and talent to tap into. Uh, and I figured, uh, I know a lot of talent being from New York uh, all these years, and I know a lot of brands, given the fact that I've worked in, in always in a corporate capacity in marketing or both on the brand side or the agency side, I felt I was the perfect guy to sort of really bridge the gap uh, between talent, between creators, podcast creators, and, and, and blue chip advertisers. Uh, and that's what I did. So I went on to launch Podigital Media, which is the first and the largest multicultural podcast network in the country. Uh, we've been in business now for you know a total of six years. Started with zero uh, advertisers. Now we work with well over 300 advertisers. Started with about uh, five podcasters, and now we work with well over 400 podcasters. Wow! Yeah, but brother, that's why that's why we here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 shout out to Mr. Chris Simon for making this happen. No, for sure. Shout out to Chris. You know, I was joking. I was like. Chris, you know, this guy right here, he's doing pod media. This guy's doing, I know him, like, <laughs> and I was like, how can we make this happen? Like, yeah. Come down, let's connect. So, uh, again, it's a pleasure 
for the time. No, for sure, man. Uh, thank you for coming. Thank you for coming to the office to set up or so have this conversation for sure. And it's, I think this is very important because representation matters. 100%. And when I see you doing what you're doing, that pushes me to go out and do more shows. No, it pushes me to work. You said something in one of the couple interviews about how you was very inspiring. You said, you know, I didn't, you weren't comfortable speaking English right. at a young age. Right. But then you said early in the conversation, you start at 18 years old, start speaking English. Right. You felt confident. Right. Do you think that has built you who you are now? No, a thousand percent. I think that was actually part of my early obstacles. And to be very honest with you, I'm 42 years old, right? Um, and, you know, lived in New York for a lot of years. And now I spend a lot of time down in Florida. And one of the things I, I want to learn Spanish. But at 42 years old, I still have PTSD from learning English, right? Of remembering saying certain words the wrong way, the accent, and people are like, huh, what are you saying? Right? So that's sort of like impact your confidence because you're trying to come out and, and be this big, big and bad guy and talk, even talking to the ladies, all of those things at an early age. And then someone's like, can you repeat that? That kind of like kills your swag and your flow a little bit, right? But then I had to get over that hump, mm. right? So, you know, once I got over that hump, I did a lot of reading. You know, I used to read about like three, four books a week. I used to go to Barnes and Nobles. This is before, this is before like audio books and all of those, you know, digitized versions of, ver of various uh, books. And I used to just go to Barnes and Nobles and sit there and just read all day, learning new vocabulary words and learning new things and speaking and saying things out loud. And that certainly gave me the confidence that I needed you know, to sort of be, to have a presence in order. I'm already tall, tall, duck, and handsome, all of the <laughs> things, right? Uh, but then again, to sort of have that, you know, to have that presence to speak with a certain, um, you know, a certain confidence, I had to build that up. Uh, but yeah, but for sure, that was certainly one of the, that was certainly a thing for me, like as an obstacle to like overcome. I love that. I love hearing about that. That was really inspiring to read the, listen to that. And actually hear you live here. Right. <laughs> you mentioned a little something earlier also. You said your family's a bunch of entrepreneurs. Right. That's where you're entrepreneurs. Is that all you knew? Is that all you knew growing up? No, you know what? All I knew growing <laughs> up, so I didn't have an older brother. So I think which is which is one of the things I, I really value now. It's a lot of mentorship to younger kids because you can't be what you can't see. Mm. Right. And then from a from a podcast perspective, you can't be what you can't hear. So if you're not hearing it from a trusted source or someone that you actually know. You know, you don't know what, what the opportunities and possibilities are. So for me, I didn't have an older brother. So I think for me is uh, I wanted to be a corporate guy. Like I saw Eddie Murphy and Boomerang. Yeah. He's the cool guy, marketing guy, corner office, <laughs> all of good things. So I've always wanted that. But then part of me, I've always like yearned like, okay, clearly right now someone owns my payroll. Someone is dictating what I can get paid and when I can get paid. Um, how can I create opportunities for myself where I don't have to rely on anybody? Uh, and I think for me is I've been humbled many times where I've gotten laid off or I may have gotten fired because, you know, I wasn't the right fit or whatever it may have been. And I'm always like, look, I don't ever want to hear someone to tell me, hey, you're smart. We love you, but you're not a good fit for our company. So I think that so that I think that for me has been a big thing. Like, how can I create opportunities for myself? Mm -hmm. where I'm fully responsible for my destiny, the things that, the opportunities I can create for myself from both a finance, from a, a financial perspective and from a growth perspective, how can I reach new heights without someone else telling me that I have to reach new heights? So I think for me is that's like, that's always been in me and that's what like sort of really propelled me, you know, to kind of, to where I'm at now, to like be a full on entrepreneur. Now, when you went to school over in London, mm -hmm. 
Did that change your whole perception? Uh, no, absolutely. No. You saw different things. You met different people. You're like, oh, okay. Is that was that really the spot where no that's connected? Without a doubt, I think for me is first of all, I'm a third world country kid okay. coming from Haiti. Moved there at 15, going on 16, not speaking English. Then I learned English and I go away to school for a little bit, and then I'm going to, to a whole different. You know, most 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 times kids go to school three, four, five hours away from home. Right. I'm six hours away on a flight, so I'm like totally out of here. And I think that helped me grow in terms of like opening my mind because that gave me a global perspective. Because I'm hanging with the kids from Sweden, I'm hanging with the kids from Denmark, Switzerland, India. Um, Nigeria, all within, and I'm also like also on my own becoming, um, as a young man, becoming what I'm supposed to be. And it's it was certainly life changing for sure. Like right. it certainly opened my mind and, and and turned me into. Now when I'm thinking, I'm not thinking from just like a New Yorker, or I'm not thinking from a guy that lives in Florida. I'm thinking from like, how does this impact at the global level? How would I look if I was to wear this in London? How would I look if I was to wear this in Paris? Things like that, you know? Mm. Yeah. I gave you. I gave you great global perspective no a thousand percent without a doubt and that, without a doubt that has helped you so all the what i'm building up is everything you've done in the past has where has basically got you ready for where you are right now without a doubt man i, I absolutely i'm a i'm a big believer and you know i'm a man of god i'm a man of faith um i just feel like your path is your path is your path man and everything that i've done in every single job i've ever worked at from a corporate perspective and every single business that I've done prior to this, where I've failed, I've all gotten me here. Right. Just because like the level of confidence or the level of humility to be grounded and know that, listen, you gotta keep, you always gotta, you gotta stay at it. You gotta put your, you gotta keep your foot on the gas. I've always like kept me to, to operate at a different level. So yeah, so without a doubt, everything that's happened where I've been, all I've gotten me here. Folks, we'll be right back at these messages. We're gonna talk about the companies and businesses that he's doing behind the scenes. He's got so many entrepreneurial things. I'm so excited to talk about that because this guy's multi-talented and I want, it's very important because representation really matters. And I want you guys to hear part two of the story. Right back. You give to United Way, your gift could be the first spark of something bigger. It can help someone find, interview for, and get hired for a job and provide follow-up services for success. It can break down educational barriers and give that extra help to a struggling student within school support programs. Give today. Spark something bigger. Are you or someone you love in need of mental health support? For All Seasons is now offering same-day therapy appointments with no wait list. Through the For All Seasons open access program, you can walk in for mental health services and begin therapy in the same visit. For All Seasons accepts all insurances and provides financial assistance if you need it. For therapy, psychiatry, or victim support, we have appointments available today. Call For All Seasons, 410-822-1018. And folks, we are back. Told you guys, this is a great episode. Buckle your seatbelts, part two of it. You know, we're learning so many great things about you. Right. We've learned that you came from a family of entrepreneurs, hard work, going overseas, learning, getting global. Now you have your own digital media company. Right. That. So let's talk about the companies that you work with. Mm -hmm. And also... How did you get into pod? Were you ever listening to podcasts growing up? I mean, uh, 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 <laughs> the reason why I say this is because a lot of brothers, when I think about podcasting, when I started, it wasn't a lot of people like me doing it. 
Right. It was more or less Joe Rogan. Right. It was, quote unquote, another white men there are in podcasts. Right, right. It wasn't a black person then. Right. So tell us a little bit about that. No, for sure. I think for me is, you know, being in the media space, I've always been curious and understanding, like, what's next, what's hot. Um, influencer marketing to me was one of my first stab at, like, look, this is an opportunity. People that have large following on social media that are well-known, that are very impactful, how can I connect them with blue-chip advertisers? And I missed the boat on that, and that was in 2016 when I missed the boat on that. And I was like, this was my opportunity where I can actually create a platform to actually connect influencers with big advertisers, right? So then I was kind of like, what's next? What's emerging next? So I was very curious and trying to make sure that what to figure out what's going to come out in the market space that I can I can tap into. Um, so in 2017, a client of mine, Kel's daughter, was actually going to Port of L'Oreal. They were going through a rebranding process where the owner, Lisa Price, love her, she's phenomenal, was actually, I sold the company to L'Oreal but the core customer base were saying, look, the, it's not the same product. The product has been watered down. So they were going through a rebranding process to, you know, to keep their messaging, to sustain their messaging and let everyone know, look, Kel's daughter is still Kel's daughter. And the agency where I worked at at the time, we're working on that process. We're working. And I was like the lead guy, not one that I pitched the business and won the business for the agency. Um, and then I'm sitting there at my desk and I'm like, we're not even scoped for this. And I'm like, Lisa's a great speaker. We need to get her interviewed in podcasting. In podcasts at the time, the most popular black shows were Angela Yee, Charlemagne had Brilliant Idiots, you had The Read, Friend Zone. Those were some of the popular, and Joe Budden, of, I've always been into streaming and podcasting. He's my guy, two shots to Joe. Uh, he's been a neighbor of mine in Jersey for years. Um, and I was like, podcasting. So when I reached to all of the networks, and I said, look, I have this black woman that's an entrepreneur that would love to be interviewed, how can we get her in podcasting? And they had no shows for me. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Like I'm sitting there, I'm like, this doesn't make sense. You guys want me to have Lisa Price, a black woman be interviewed by white men. And she has to talk about hair products. That shit doesn't make any sense. Um, and that's when I was like, oh shit, the light bulb. And I'm like, oh, this doesn't exist. There's not a centralized location where you can actually go from a podcast perspective, get a slate of podcasts to reach African-Americans and Hispanic audience. And then that's basically what like propelled me um, to sort of really sort the podcasting space. But prior to that, I meant to say this earlier, I've, 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 I've been a media buyer. So Volkswagen, Dell, Canon, USA, Abercrombie & Fitch, um, Luxottica, Sunglass Hut, Lens Crafters, all those companies, I've been the guy, the lead person to purchase media on their behalf, whether that's social media, TV, radio, out of home. So I've managed... 30, $40 million a year in budgets. So, but we've always carved out additional funds to say, hey, what new platforms can we test next? Can we test next, right? And then I was always like, how can we tap into those budgets? Because that's incremental budget that we can tap into. So I've always wanted to create a platform. So hence why influencer marketing was the first idea. And then once podcasts started emerging as a new medium, that's when I jumped into it. Did these executives look at your two heads when you brought that idea to them, how, how did you break through that mold to get those executives buy into Um, So when I started the company, and um, when I started podcasts, when I started Podigital Media, two things I wanted to accomplish. One, I wanted to be the, 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 the centralized location where blue chip advertisers can actually reach black people and Hispanic people in the podcasting space. And secondly, I wanted to democratize 
the podcast industry by getting black podcast creators paid because or black content creators are not necessarily well-versed in the media space to understand how to actually get on a media plane, how to get sponsors. They don't have access to that. Unless a brand reach out to them directly or a friend of a friend introduces them, they actually don't know how to actively do it. So I wanted to democratize that process and make it easier for them to say, look, this is a place where you can team up with us. You can own your content. I don't want to own your content, own your IP, all of the things, but help. Uh, let us help you get big advertisers. Not just your local mom and pop operations, but no, how can we bring you the McDonald's, the Pepsi's, the Coca-Cola's of the world, the American Express's, the Discover's, Visa, MasterCard. How can we help you get those guys? So those are the things I wanted to accomplish, um, you know, when I started Pod Media. Um, and it wasn't easy at all at first. My first deal was $20,000 with WeTV promoting the Braxton's family. And then, but to me at the time, it's like, oh, I just got 20000 just to promote a, a TV show, get a couple podcasters to promote a TV show. If I can replicate that, I'll be, this will be amazing. But that was me thinking small. But my next deal was $2,000. And it was from twenty to $2,000. i am like, what's going on here? This is not what I wanted to, this is not what I was aiming for. Then, when we got our first deal for 50000 you would have thought I won the Super Bowl. Because I was kind of like, 50 k this is insane. This is great. And then those replicated, and of course, you know, we've gotten deals over 200,000, 750,000, 1.5 million. So we were able, and then of course the McDonald's opportunity came around. We've been able to scale it at a different level, but for me, it wasn't like, it wasn't like a business opportunity. Oh, I'm going to get rich off of this, but how can I create a platform that's gonna give, make it easy for brands and make it easy for creators to get, to get compensated? I love that, I love that, I love that. You really just, you sound like an agent that's really, Correct. No, no, for sure. You're connecting the dots. For sure. And to be honest with you, man, one of my favorite movies is Jerry Maguire. <laughs> and I've always said that Jerry Maguire is one of my favorite movies. And that's because like he was really, show me the money, show me the, like he was really about, he was really about his clients, making sure his clients were getting the best deals possible. And that's literally the seat that I sit in right now and ensuring that when I step into the corporate offices of these agencies, media agencies and brands and advertisers, how can I make sure that I'm speaking I'm putting my best foot forward to get my podcasters paid. You said something very important that I thought that a lot of people here understand. A lot of people don't, don't understand how to do a media kit. Right. A lot of people don't know who to talk to. For sure. You don't know who to speak to. You don't even know what to do. You just want to be there, but you're helping that bridge. For sure. And I love a lot of people listening to this episode. They're going to be like, wow, this, this is really interesting. Like, And they'll probably gonna reach out and say, hey, can we? Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of great podcasts. There's a lot of great people doing great things out here. No, for sure. And Somebody listening right now, who probably has a great show, but they don't know how to do it. Yeah, for sure. And they just go around and circles. Yeah, and I think for us, it's like that's literally the education piece for us is extremely important in terms of like we may not be a good fit for you to work with you at the at the time based on your numbers and things like that or whatnot. But I think for us is how can we make sure that you have your you got all your ducks in a row, so when you step into a when you do me the CMO, you do me the, you do me the media director, VP of marketing, you can say look. You can actually speak properly in a quick two-minute elevator pitch, talk about the content you've created and then how you can assist them because you understand the audience that you cater to. And that's what we want people to understand is that, you know, yeah, you can have a great podcast, but if you can't speak to it in a scientific way from the data perspective to understand who's interacting with your content, is it 18 to 25, 25 to 35? Is it 70% male, 30% female? Is it 60, 40? Is it 50, 50? You got to have those data points ready to have those conversations intelligently 
in order for an advertiser to look at you and be like, okay, this is someone we need to partner with. And that's, and that's, the, and that's what we do. And that's how we've been able to sort of really um, democratize it, make it less complicated so we can help podcasters and content creators speak to big advertisers in order to get to get to monetize the content. I love hearing that. We're gonna switch up. We'll switch some things up a little bit. What's this behind? What's this about next? Oh man! What is, I'm listen, at, I'm looking at <laughs> what's going on here. Listen, man. So the thing is, I've always been a business guy. I don't I don't consider myself a creative at all. This office that we're in right now, my my good friend Chris Simon. I give him credit. You know, like he he came up with the design ideas. Like, what do you think about this? I'm like, that sounds fire. I'm like, I don't know how all black and office and all black is going to look, but I'm not a creative. I'm really not a creative. I know how to work with creative. I speak their languages. I can help them monetize and figure things out, but I'm not a creative. But this right here is my entry point to being a creative. Um, again, I mentioned Boomerang earlier. Boomerang with Eddie Murphy was one of my favorite movies. That's actually what started me in marketing. And then I've always said, how can we get, I would love to see a movie or read about a story where a boomerang exists, but it's, it's, it's three to four Eddie Murphys versus one Eddie Murphy. When there's only one cool guy out of the crew, what happened to the other two guys? They're kind of like not the cool guys. But I'm like, me and my friends, we're all cool. There's not no levels. We're all like, you know, we call ourselves shooters like because we go after everything that we want. So I wanted to create something like where young guys, young kids can say, look, those guys are corporate guys. They're entrepreneurs. They're not rappers. They're not athletes. But those guys, I build businesses. Those guys are executives at corporations. Those guys are like the VPs of finance at like Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan Chase, UBS, or own healthcare services, businesses, media companies, and they're like living their best lives. And that's what this—that's what this is about. I mean, I can, I can, I can see it moving. Uh, 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 right. Uh, I feel like I'm involved about this right here. Yeah. How long did it take you to write this? It took me ten years, man. It took me ten years. The idea came to me, I think, back in 20, 2011. Uh, when I turned 30, and then it just kept evolving because life kept changing. You know, I went from, you know, a, a, a level mid-management to, to, you know, to an executive and the salaries changed, and I'm like, well, I'm, I'm in a different bracket now, you know, so all of those things. So, and then life, life happens, so it didn't happen, but I wanted to give myself a gift before I turned 40. I wanted to release it because I've had the idea for so long. So it took me about 10 years, and I launched it right before my 40th birthday. Wow. Yeah. Now, you also have, because we talked about all your entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. What's the thing about some water? What, what, what am I? Oh, yeah, man. The water is an opportunity that came, you know, I, I came to Florida. You know, when I came down to Miami, you know, for me, one objective was I don't want to just move down to Miami and say I'm living in Miami. I wanted to actually come down here and make an impact, right, and make an impact both personally and, of course, within the community. And, um... And I've, I've, I've been extremely intentional about making sure I'm connecting with the right, with the right guys, with the right people. And this is the water opportunity came where, you know, the owner of a gym was like, look, we're launching this water. It's about to be great. You know, we're looking for investors, but more than investors, we're looking for partners that can come in and make an impact, help us grow the brand. And I was like, look, I own a media platform. I can, I can help scale this. It's like, you know what? There's no minimum, there's no floor for you, whatever you want to invest, invest. But at the same time, we, we want to leverage your skill sets in order to be, to, like, well, from a branding perspective, to bring more awareness to the world. And I tapped in as an investor, but more so also helping them brand it to where, you know, so it can actually be at the national level. Right now in Miami, Florida, you know, we are the, uh, the, the sponsor 
the official word of the Miami Heat when Publix and a lot of like local retail stores here, but now the goal is to actually scale at the national level. Yeah, but uh, I'm certainly involved in that. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of products. If it's tangible, I want to touch it, I want to feel it, and I want to sell it. Um, so that's like, that's what the, the water is about. Congratulations. My man, appreciate that. Real estate. What's this house loaded about? Oh man, my real estate, listen, my real estate game is incredible. Um, I think right now my current portfolio is about 12 million of both, you know, houses, townhouses, uh, homes, uh, and that's Florida, New York, and Chicago. Um, but yeah, that's my, I love real estate, man. I love real estate. I want to buy and hold. I want to buy and hold for long term. So you uh, get a lot of jobs. Was it? Hello, John. Uh, yeah, man. That's Listen. what I said. We, did you do this interview? Uh, <laughs> you got a lot of you to juggle. How do you do it? No. And 24 hours in a day. How do you do it? You know what it is, man? Uh, a friend of mine told me this, Keenan Beasley, shouts to Keenan. He says, look, if you can't step away from your day-to-day, you don't have a business. You're a hustler. That means you don't have the structure. You don't have the infrastructure. You don't have the right people in place to help you scale and have a business. You're just hustling. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can hustle all day, but I don't want to be a hustler. I want it to be, I want, you know, I want to be a, a businessman. And I think what I've had to create is I can pay myself less, but I can pay someone, I can pay someone to delegate and so that can help me build when I'm building. And I think that's where the impact piece comes in. Where that's beyond me. It's bigger than me. Positive media, you know, knock on what I was to, I was to step away from it right now, it can still coexist without me because we've built a business, right? <clears throat> so that being said, I think my personal life now I've built a business of all my entities, whether it's my investments, my real estate, my media entities, my creative projects, et cetera, we have the right team members in place that can help me scale it and help me grow because now I have the infrastructure in motion. Um, so yeah, so that being said, that's how I do it, man. That allows me, I've empowered other people to sort of really be a part of what I've built. So then now I can actually go out and think more strategically and build bigger and better partnerships. We got. I gotta ask. Is it gonna be a part two? No, absolutely. We're, I'm writing it right now. Uh, it's not gonna take me ten years. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Game of Thrones is still his road. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not gonna take me ten years. So we're working on we're working on part two right now. Hopefully, I hope to get that out by spring of 2024. Um, and then the goal is, and I and I'm very bold and I manifest everything that I do is, the the goal is to 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 build a part two to write a part two. To get a part three. And then to sell this and turn it into an actually a motion picture of a movie. That's the goal. I'm very bold and I'm very bullish about that. Um, but that's the goal. That's what we're working on right now. Now, I, I know this, this episode's <laughs> coming out. Black Issue, we talked about Yep, we talked about this. Yep. So there's a special, there's something, can you drop something for us real quick on here? Uh, I mean, what would you like me to say? What would you want me you to tell do? me? I, I mean, it's, it's, your, it's, your, it's your shine. Listen, man. I'm going to say it. You tell, think, you tell the audience. I think, man, listen, I just, listen, I just want everyone to be inspired, man. Okay. I want you to stay inspired. And I think for me is, when my, you know, when I launched the business, again, I told you my first deal was 20K, my second deal was $2,000. And I've watched it, 2020 hit, and I've watched the big account hit zero, zero dollars. And there's no money coming in. It's one thing if you have zero dollars in your account, but your account receivables, you know there's money coming in. There was none of that because everything I'd gotten canceled. And in those moments, I was like, damn, I might have to go back and get a full-time job. For one moment, I thought that. But I think for me is, I've always saw my, I saw my higher self and I'm like, this is a moment. This is temporary and it's not permanent. And I stayed inspired to so kind of like, and while I was staying inspired, I ended up writing a letter, things happened. And 
sometimes forces of nature, George Floyd ended up happening, then corporate America got all the corporate guilt, then this started pouring dollars into black-owned media entities. But I had to be there. I had to be present. I had to be in it in order to capitalize off of it. And I had to stay inspired in order for that to happen. So I think what I want people to get out of my story, you know, from, again, learning English at 18, you know, being an ESL student, studying overseas and getting, getting into jobs, getting fired, getting laid off, studying businesses, failing, coming back again. You got to stay inspired, man. You got to stay inspired. You got to keep seeing yourself as your, when you keep seeing yourself as your highest self and you don't stop till you actually see yourself in that corner office or see yourself in the Bentley or see yourself owning your businesses and moving and shaking, you can't stop. You got to stay inspired. That's it, man. I love the love work. Mm. We're going to do a real quick uh, speed round. I always like to do a quick speed round. Let's do it. Are you a seafood guy? Seafood for sure. All right. So, yep. so I mean, you know, I'm from Maryland, so you know I want to come up with the Brenzino, crab cakes, all the things. Crab cake or crabs? <laughs> crabs. Why do you like crabs? Tell me about that. Um, the meat, man, it's more meaty. I can break it down and just, like, take it, you know what I mean? It's 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 more meaty, so I crabs like for sure. Because you put your phone in there. Yeah, right, right, right. That part. We're organic conversation. Agreed, agreed. I like that part. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That's good. That's everybody good. Got the, everybody has a phone in hand. For sure. You ain't, you ain't putting no crap on your hand. No, you're not. You're not. You have to have the gloves. You got to have the beebs, all of the things. <laughs> all of the things, yeah. All right. Chicken wings, splash or drums? Drums. Okay. okay. The, the, it's, it's, you don't like the flat? Nah, the thicker parts, because you get that, that big, you know what I mean? The, the thicker parts on the end, for sure. Buffalo, too, by the way. Not barbecue, buffalo. Blue cheese or ranch? None. Oh. Dry. Let's let's just let's get straight to it. Oh, you went right. Hot sauce. Oh, put some hot sauce over. Hot sauce. No. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I, I, like, I like Louisiana hot sauce. Yeah, yeah, Louisiana, for sure. <laughs> Coke or Pepsi? I can't answer that. They're my <laughs> clients. You're not about to get me caught up. You're not about to get me caught up. <laughs> Pepsi paid net 120. <laughs> Coke pay, pays net 90. <laughs> checks, both checks always clear. I can't, I can't answer that. Sorry, I can't answer I, that. I <laughs> <laughs> See, but no, I would really, really appreciate you taking time out of your day to come on Open to the Dark Podcast, hanging out. And I can't wait for the audience to listen to this because it's really inspiring to hear your story. Representation matters to all those creators out there who are doing great things. Keep on pushing. Reach out. How can people get a hold of your company? How can they reach out to your company? How can they just reach out to whoever and say, hey, I got something Maybe can pitch something to you. Now, for sure. Um, you know, poddigitalmedia.com is a website. We're on LinkedIn, um, but we're very active on Instagram. Okay. So pod media on Instagram, like companies, you know, a lot of uh, content creators reach out to, to, to us there. Um, and, you know, everybody says they're busy, but I'm really, really busy, which is why I have a team in place. So emailing us, info at poddigitalmedia.com, someone will get back to you on the team, and then, you know, we can get the conversations going. My man, hanging out. Aaron, my man, appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Definitely. Peace. You gotta go back to South Beach and have a little good time. Peace, love, we're out. Never seen so many.